Welcome, ladies. I know missing, miss hearing my. I know you miss hearing. Well, we are back from a very unscheduled, like month-long hiatus. Uh, we had, well, fucking, I had some technical issues, and then a vacation for a week and a half, and then, uh, fucking, life has been busy as shit. So, uh, I have had a chance now to fix my technical issues. I uh, got a whole new computer because if recall from previous episodes, the main PC went down. And uh, so I just decided to just go ahead <clears throat> and get a whole new fucking computer since then. So, because of that, uh, we are recording on some new shit. And I hope you guys enjoy it. And I'm hoping to actually have like a, like a whole better setup. Um, so some good shit coming along that way. And I'm hoping with this new computer, with its abilities, uh, we can start, you know, maybe video podcasts as well, start loading in our YouTube channel, uh, or start doing live broadcast. Either way, either one would be fucking awesome. But there's been a lot of shit happening, and I'm excited to talk to you guys about what's been going on. Uh, a lot of the shit, you had to been living under a rock if you have not heard what's been going on. Um, and some of the stuff, maybe you haven't heard, so I'm going to be bringing it to your ear holes through this podcast. But uh, I am very much glad to be back. So with that, let's go ahead and start breaking into house rules and start getting into the main segment. If you haven't already, check out our social media. We are on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, Truth Social now, uh, TikTok, YouTube, everywhere uh, to a lifestyle uh, on TikTok and uh, Twitter, or not Twitter, TikTok and uh, Instagram too is spelled out T-W-O-A lifestyle. Uh, and if you haven't already, go ahead and check out our Patreon. Anything you guys give us is greatly appreciated. Uh, I had to dig in the personal funds for this new computer setup, so... Uh, uh, you know, like I said, whatever it takes to get this bitch keep rolling. So, uh, whatever you guys give us on Patreon, I actually appreciate it. And also, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. And please leave us a review. That is the best way for people to find us whenever they're looking for gun-related content on podcast platforms. So, with that, let's go ahead and start getting into the main segment and start showing you on parole. That's real ill since Bill Bill. Gotta fuck around and kill Bill. Born in the killer. Staple town. Once upon a time, we was there with the murder capital. E and Wild Below, be lost, suit with the cable. Do a die, kill be kill, streets of murder. Ninja mass killers on bikes, get your man. The show started. We're always in sports. Uh, so the first thing, uh, 2020 say, and this is that you know, I'm gonna make sure like I had a piece of article pulled up, uh, but I just scrapped all those a couple now. But um, all these articles. So uh, this podcast is actually gonna be released Wednesday. Uh, so this steel challenge match be aired Wednesday, nine Pacific. 8 p.m. Central uh, Central Outdoor Channel. Uh, so this is good stuff. Also, if you live in Canada, which I know I'm our Steve has, uh, it's also going to be sports mode. Be looking. Always try and watch that stuff. Just, uh, that's stuff that we'll try and support. the sh- Next article comes just from Tactical Life. This is two uh, cup results. This was held a week ago. It's, you know, on until 19- it started in 1979. The cup, where they bought, uh, you know, bought it out. So the courses of fire... <clears throat> They had uh, all stages consistent fired in six and so forth. Uh, first stage is practical fired at 25 and 50, uh, and the stages so barricade 535, uh, and then you got a rack of six plate 25, all that good stuff. So uh, the, in the open division, up having two men, uh, Doug Coing Piat, that's good stuff right there. Definitely congratulate. There was another face in NRA Action World Pistol. He actually took home the cup uh, for a. One thousand nine. Uh, next is going to be the metallic division winner. Uh, that was won by Ryan Franks. Good job. There was the optics, uh, which was won by an Heinauer. He took his second straight win in a row for that. There was a uh, production division, uh, which was won also by an AMU shooter. And if you don't know what AMU, means, uh, it was won by Chris Huddock. The women's champion uh, was won by Sally. Tall butt. So, and she also she good job on all the swept that. Now, this is in the news, but it's also very related to shooting sports. So, USPSA announced that due to circumstances stemming from Colorado's magazine ban, will not hold national plex, which is in Colorado. This from Tactical Life, uh, which you know I kind of say is 
good on USPSA because, you know, I mean, it's not like Olympics can all that money, but you still are bringing in a lot of money, like hotel uh, tax, uh, food tax, gas tax, all that kind of stuff of people staying in hotels there and good stuff. Uh, so, I mean, this is a little hit to the economy there in Colorado, and I hope Colorado sees this and uh, the politician uh, that stemmed for Colorado. This uh, cameo shooting complex just outside of Colorado uh, and has hosted the USPSA two-gun nationals earlier this year. Uh, but, however, that's when constantly local ceasefire Colorado got win of the two-guns national match. And then they also got in front of cameras and news and all that kind of stuff, and they complained that the USPSA member in violation of Colorado's uh, unconstitutional and uh so therefore the mesa county sheriff todd rowell released a statement saying that although i did not decide which laws are laws I to let you offer office does not seek out law-abiding to see if the magazines meet the statute please feel free to share this letter with those that are concerned about this law and encourage them to visit and enjoy our beautiful county and the county da uh similarly agreed um but the range is actually owned by the state of colorado which is in so the state of colorado actually would be benefit from this match put you know put there so I'm, I'm very happy this psa did this um but if you're looking at this there are also several other national matches that could be held there including september the idpa national uh many of the guns are with the colorado band most guns and the stock service pistol so that's saying that you know of course the so uh, Tactical Life actually reached out to IDPA about moving their nationals. Have not responded. So, <clears throat> you know, Cameo, the the shooting complex, and the people that were themselves are obviously in this decision. Um, but I, I completely, like I said, I agree with just like uh, Dick Sporting when Dick Sporting decided to go all progressive, you know, virtue signal and not sell guns because of mass shoots in the past. I, you know, I stopped going. I did, and they had a. Uh, it wasn't too expensive, and not only that, they had, did have run pretty good sales every now and then. Because of that, and I live in a very conservative area, it was just this week that the, my area is closing down for good. So that kind of pressure does put on these businesses and those government. Because I'm, I'm telling you, uh, this is a relatively fast cancellation. And because of that, I tell you that a lot hotels that are were booked, these people canceled. And because of that, these pe these hotels are kind of asked out. They showed booked for hotel rooms for no telling how long because people knew so long that um now that they have. So hopefully these businesses can start talking Colorado and talk about repealing that so that way they can. Because looking at the pictures of the shooting comps, it looks like a very nice and uh, that happens. But. Because their politics are cunts, uh, you got going on. The match is being relocated to the CMP. Next article comes to us from the Firearms blog. It's titled, Is Freedom Munitions Loads Up With New Ammunition Manufacturing? Now, this couldn't have came at a better time uh, because go ahead and talk about, comes to us from, and it talks about how Biden really does not. Uh, so if you aren't familiar with what's going on, Biden is to stop Lake City Manufacturing, which is <clears throat> primary manufacturer for the military and what they have done in the past whenever they manufacture a surplus of ammunition they sell it off to the public you've seen this ammunition for sale uh, all throughout in store it's something sold relatively frequently uh, just because they basically force seven uh, and expectations and sometimes when those are expected but they know they can still recoup their excess so uh, Biden has hinted that he wants lakes stop selling which is only going to hurt a already fragile um supply for ammunition we have seen start and i've seen this on same thing ammunition is starting to uh but still not to level especially these politics doing all and uh, panic buy now biden this is going back the previous said that he is not on going after effect because he obviously but he said that he's but obviously he is it is not a certain that that is what's happening but it has come at that is is stop the so this news article from the firearms uh manufacturing they're going manufacture a wide array of 223 all the way to 30-06 uh but now obviously they're just laying the groundwork for this it completely yet um, but it should be operational by the And what's nice about this, and this is something that politicians never think of, you know, we've talked about it before on the podcast, how, you know, the farms, the farms and manufacturers, tens of thousands of people, uh, this munition plant is going to add about 20 to 30 positions. So that's 20 to 30 position for people 
that maybe are tired of fucking flipping burger, people that are just wanting to get into the farms and decided to apply. This is a, a good deal for the good job on a lot of gun manufacturers and manufacturers are, st you know, obviously they, they up their production, but they are still hesitant. Obama year back then. Uh, of you know buying new equipment, breaking new ground and facilities, just because you know the demand eventually went back down, and all these you know, modern sporting rifles manufacturer and ammunition manufacturer were left with the bill of having to pay for all this equipment, new facility, and all this kind of stuff to ramp up their production, and you know they were stuck with this bill on having uh not have the the demand. So a lot of companies this time around are not spending the extra money, extra facilities, stuff like that, just because they get burnt in. And it's, you know, as somebody that, you know, deals with small business, I completely, it still sucks. Next article comes to us from the Farms blog, and I just want to throw this out there, just because I know a lot of people hate on this company because it is super fuddy. Um, but I'm actually a huge fan of USA. I like how they have their, um, I personally run Midway USA competition range bag. Uh, as my range bag, I super cheap and tiger stripe. Uh, it was discounted $25. Crazy the price of them, 70 or 80 bucks, if I remember correctly, just off the top of my head. But I got this Midway USA range bag, really nice range bag, uh, for $25. And uh, this is my first big, you know, serious range bag besides stupid fucking uh, that tears up, like, uh, because it tears up. But, you know, Midway USA is celebrating their 45th year of in business. Larry Potterfield uh, is the owner of Midway USA, still supporter of the, how I feel. But they started uh, in a small gun shop, a small 1,600-square-foot building, and now they've grown to be one of the largest in farms and parts supply. Uh, definitely congratulate. Started in 1977. That's an accomplishment. It doesn't matter if you are a farms manufacturer or a you know, whatever it is 45 years in business that's a good thing i'm you know i want to say i'm excited about it. uh but you know now they're in a new 400,000 square foot facility uh and it's going to be operationally two this year so that's really good on them now brownells uh is obviously if you don't know about mid usa maybe you probably heard of brownells brownells is probably to midway usa uh is what i could say and uh, like i said it's pretty good I like Midway USA just because they have their like, shooting mats, um, range bags, gun socks, that kind of stuff, and it's a little bit cheaper than like stuff. So that's that's kind of congratulations. The next article is also to us from the Farms blog, and it is titled "Rock Island Armory USA Open Facility Utah." We just had a so on uh, June 8th, uh, they had plans to further expand their location, provide more jobs and for people. They have now 88 new high-paying jobs adding over the next six years. So if you are in Utah and you're looking to get in the farms industry, this is a great way to get into it. Start up your way up. So good job on Rock Island, like I said. Pretty big, expanding, stuff like that <clears throat> here. All right, so we're going to go ahead. I'm first going to talk about uh, some of the mesh uh, that has occurred. It's been, obviously, a minute since we had our last podcast, and since then, uh, obviously, we've had the Iraq. You know, basically, what happened there. And this is something that I just, um, you know, it took enforcement. It, there's been conflicting stories I've heard anywhere between 77 minutes of 99 or 90 minutes for the law enforcement to get in the classroom the threat. We've all seen the videos of Texas State Troopers and other law enforcement on the perimeter of the school uh, subduing and manhandling parents that were wanting to go into the school to rescue their children. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of this that... I have opinions because if I'm a parent, law enforcement officer still, a huge farms and second. So in regards to the Uvalde shooting, I'm just going to flat out say, and here, you know, there's been numerous Uvalde school district police has basically stopped cooperating in regards to this to get. Uh, it initially came out that he stopped law enforcement from going into the building. He was actually on scene um, inside the school whenever the shooting started. And he prevented law enforcement from going to the school. Now, 
I'll say this, uh, as some, you know, and that's something else, uh, you know, have been a officer in the military, you know, something that they've constantly drilled on our head is no matter how much you want to be on the front lines uh, with your troops and doing the bad shit, you know, just getting into the shit with them, uh, you need as an officer to stay in a position where you can still manage the entire you know, what, whatever troop size, your platoon, company, whatever it may be. You know, the police chief being in the school with the guys in the stack, uh, he did not have good control of that scene. Uh, he didn't see the entire picture. Uh, he didn't know what was going on outside, all that kind of stuff. You know, that's something that you're not supposed to do. And not only that, you're not supposed to micromanage. And, you know, historians have looked at things like, and numerous people have said uh, the non, you know, senior non-commissioned officers, E6, E7, and the uh, company grade officer, you know, the, the lieutenants and captain uh, and even major are what made D-Day successful. You know, Eisenhower and the Allies could have planned till time on how to do the D-Day invasion. But if it wasn't for the quick thinking and decision of the lower people in charge on scene to make those split decisions like this is the ultimate plan that my superiors are wanting to do you know take the beach uh clear the beach for the next wave to come in and then once we get superior numbers push further in to get a farther hold so that way we can start taking artillery so that way we can start in other things um, so you don't need the general landing on the beach of D-Day for D-Day to be successful. The general are the ones still in the boat, you know, close enough to where it's not going to take, uh, forever for a fucking message to get to them to make a decision, you know, a, a split decision like, oh shit, um, you know, these people are getting decimated. We descend more people's area, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. So the police chief being there. That's just already a red flag right there. Uh, something else, and this is something else that I'm seeing a lot of people fuck up. Um, you know, they're talking about Uvalde police and, and all that kind of stuff. It's two different entities. Um, in, in bigger cities, you see this as well. Uh, not so much where I live, but I know in bigger cities you see this. Like, for example, uh, there's the... Uh, the school district police, then there's the municipal city police, there's county police, all that kind. Of. So you know the this gentleman is actually different than the actual city of Uvalde police. Um, and then you know there's just constantly been excuses thrown out. Uh, to where oh we didn't have like the ballistic shields, uh, we didn't have people, that kind of stuff. Uh, but it has since come out there's video that they've had and they you know could have gone. It's just what it was. Is they didn't want to guess fucking what you signed just like a soldier signs up uh for the police officers are expected to go into his way and what's to save life to do what you uh to protect life property so that is what you get signed up to do that's something that i tell people all the time um you know in regards especially to the second Amendment, um because people are always like you know why do you want people to have uh, you know, like high capacity magazines and these assault rifles or whatever, you know, that's just, uh, I tell them all the time, you know, I signed up for this job knowing that that is a possibility. Um, now I'm not going to be overly aggressive with every single person. That person could kill me, but there's things that I do with this, you know, reaction, uh, if I can't have some sort of cover, uh, different things. So, uh, that's another huge thing with you. Uh, but now I will say this, uh, since then there's been other school shootings. Um, this particular one fit the narrative really well for the media and the progressive gun grabbing politicians, because, uh, this person, uh, you know, you know, supposedly got his guns, um, had body armor, all this kind of stuff. Children died. I understand that is killed in a way from life and their parents before their time. Um, but. This just checked all the boxes for the politician to use, tra you know, never let a tragedy. And they use this to push more. Now, it did seem for a while that the politicians were going to not, you know, at least 
politician, the freedom-loving American Constitution, uh, it seemed as if they were going to stand their ground and nothing happened. Now, they did pass a uh, gun control bill, um, which a lot of it was fucking stupid. A lot of it was already illegal. Um, it supposedly closed uh, what was, you know, and this is what is something called the boyfriend loophole, which is something I've never heard them use before. Uh, but basically what this does is it helps people, um, you know, what I guess you would call straw purchases. Um, and so what the, so, you know, quote unquote boyfriend loop, uh, is it is, you know, non FFL um, could sell or give their gun to people. It's basically, um, what boyfriend loophole except for, uh, domestic partner. Um, so like if a girlfriend goes into a store and buys it for, uh, somebody they live with or in a marriage or a, uh, some sort of domestic, rel um, which is a straw purchase, because if you look on a 4473, it states, are you the person that is purchasing this? Is, are you purchasing this farm for you? And if you are purchasing this farm for someone else and you click, you know, or if you check the, the box, no, that, no, I'm not purchasing, purchasing this myself. Um, you're denied automatically, automatically right then and there, the FFL denies you, uh, something else is if you say yes, but you are knowingly purchasing, purchasing this for your domestic partner or somebody that you ship with, you lied on 4473, which is a federal offense, but Hunter Biden did it and nothing seemed to happen to him. So, uh, I guess maybe they passed this law because they realized it's different for people before 73s because Hunter Biden did so and nothing's happened to him. So basically this so-called boyfriend loophole is already illegal in the books. Another thing that this supposed gun control bill did is, uh, it's supposed to be tightening on those that are required FFLs. Now, if, and I actually uh, know this some happened to somebody, and it's not something I did to somebody, it's somebody I know that was, you know, a gun nut like me. Um, we had this periodical comes out called, you know, whatever the fuck, you know, basically uh, a periodical that they sell at gas station. You could put classifieds in there. Uh, and it used to be like really big fucking book for like a buck. You could like find shit in there. Uh, I used to buy it all the time for guns. People sell guns in there. Um, like yard sales, it was free to put in there, but you had to like, pay a buck. And there's a guy in there that had an ad running all the time that says, are you looking to sell your guns? I guarantee you, I'll give you more money. Any gun store pawn shop will do, uh, call me at this number. And what this guy was doing is these people that were looking to sell guns, uh, were, uh, calling him. He was offering him like 20 to 40 bucks more than what, like a gun show or, uh, a gun store or a pawn broker was willing to, to pay for it. And he was selling them privately at gun shows and, and other stuff um, for, for, you know, more money. And he was making money out of it. Well, the ATF caught on to it and the ATF said, no, you can't fucking do this anymore. Uh, this is illegal. And the guy didn't get into any real trouble. Uh, it was basically, he just got a knock on the door by the local ATF agent that said, uh, you know, hey, like, what are you doing with all these guns that you're buying? And he told him, he says, you know, hey, I'm selling them for profit. And the ATF says, you can't do that anymore. You have, if you want to do that, you have to get an FFL. So uh, that kind of is what new FFL requirements are trying to do. So if people are in the continual business of buying and selling guns, um, that they're going to, you know, start cracking down on them. Now, it's one thing also, you know, if you uh, have an FFL, there's something that you have to say on application that says, I'm in the business of getting an FFL to make money. And, you know, some people sometimes get FFLs so that way they can purchase guns cheaper at dealer prices. That's something else that they're going to be cracking down. So that is horseshit because... Honestly, I don't think you need to have any sort of extra tax from the government that you have to pay every so many years, depending on which type of FF you get to conduct business. I mean, you already have to be taxed to death with fucking, you know, city 
business license, county business license, state business license, all you know, just all kinds of shit. It's fucking. Uh, the next thing that the uh, gun bill, the gun control bill, does, and this is something I really don't, because this is going to incentivize states to pass red flag laws. So what the red flag law is is it set aside 750 million dollars for states to um use for their red flag laws so basically just like um medicare or you know expanded medicare or covid money that kind of stuff uh if you buy into this federal government program the, the federal government gives you money uh now with other programs like with i know with medicaid or medicare uh, you know, they give so much money and you have to have so much money later on that you have to put in yourself. Um, I don't know if that bill, I don't know if, if this, you know, bill is, is like that. But basically what it is, it's trying to give out blood money to the states. Uh, you know, and states are usually more cash strapped than the federal government because states can't print money like the federal government. That's something else that pisses me off is all this fucking money just being and just devaluing the dollar more, you know, rising inflation more and, and fucking crashing our economy. Um, so that that's something I really do not like about this gun control bill. Uh, something else that this gun control bill does uh, that I am I have mixed feelings about, and I'll explain it later. Um, so something else that this gun control bill does is it makes sure that minors that are convicted of crimes that are not you know that make them a prohibited person is going to be entered into background um i'm not you know like i said i i can understand this because i've met shithead kids that grew up to be shithead adults uh and they were shitheads all the way up to the point where they went to prison for a very long time or they're dead but now there's plenty of people out there and this is the majority of them i'm gonna say this that's why i say i have mixed feelings about it. there's the majority of people do dumb shit when they're kids because their fucking brain your brain is not fully developed until you're 25 it's a scientific fact go look it up um so plenty of people do dumb shit when they're you know minors and are you going to let that person's dumb decision the minor room for the rest of their life exercising right that's where i have qualms with um and that's something that I think we need to have a conversation about in regards to this, because like I said, I'm not a fan of it. Um, I think that if you're a juvenile and you do dumb shit, you know, as long as it's not like killing somebody or raping somebody, you know, you should be able to still become a, um, a productive adult. Just because your shithead kid doesn't anything in particular. So, in regards to that, that's where I have an issue with this juvenile. Now, you may have different opinions, and like I said, um, if it's something different, you know, fuck it. it, it, it like, great great example, alright? So, you know, you're a juvenile, uh, you got like a, a shithead step-parent that you really fucking hate, and just a real bastard, and maybe he's, um, you know not necessarily physically abusive to your mother, but emotionally and mentally abusive. And just one day you've had enough of it and you're going to stand up to him. Well, you pop him in the mouth and he calls police and you know, nine, I hate to say this cause I mean this personally myself and I'm not a huge fan of this just because you're a kid and he's adult. The police are automatically going to take his side and you go to jail for your stepdad. That's a domestic partnership. You will get charged for domestic violence. That shouldn't have any bearing. Uh, now, like if you are physically abused story, but that just, you know, that's a, a good example of, of that domestic charge of fucking up your life. So that's where I have issues with that minors, uh, portion of, it. and something else that they will be doing is providing more money, which again, it's not nearly as much fucking money as they're providing for red flag laws. Uh, but they're providing extra money for mental health. So, you know, good on that because that is the real issue here is mentally ill people. Uh, that are causing these horrific tragedies. Um, but again, you know, that's just the pittance that they threw in there just to get the Republican that fucking turncoated to sign this. And I'm going to put out here um, who fucking voted for it because we need to fucking put their names out because this shit right here, it, it's something that shouldn't be stood for. If you live 
in these states where these treacherous politicians voted for this. And these are, you know, politicians that claim that they are Second Amendment supporters, yet, you know, they voted for this um, bullshit. And I think that we need to, like, put their names out and we need to make sure that when it comes time to election, that we need to make sure we let these fuckers know because it was 15 Republicans and I'm just throwing Republicans out there just because, you know, those are the ones that claim to be, uh, supporters of the constitutional. So first, uh, of course is fucking Mitch McConnell. Fuck him. Uh, Roy Blunt of Missouri. Fuck you too. Uh, Richard Burr of North Carolina. Fuck you. Good, sir. Uh, Shelly Moore Capaccio or Capito of West Virginia. Uh, fuck you, my dear lady. Uh, Bill Cassidy, Louisiana, uh, he can go fuck himself all the way back to the swamp. Susan Collins of Maine, uh, go fuck yourself off all the way up to that Maine uh, syrup or whatever the fuck, Maine lobster. Uh, John Cornyn of Texas, uh, a longhorn can stick his whole good sir. Uh, Joni Ernst of Iowa uh, can go gag on a fucking ear. That's what I was. Uh, Lindsey Graham, that piece of shit. Uh, he's such a piece of shit. Uh, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. She's actually up for re-election in November. So if you live in Alaska, I hope you know this. Um, Robert Portman of Ohio. Uh, there's nothing good in Ohio. Ohio and suffer with the people that live in Ohio. Uh, Mitt Romney uh, of Utah. Of course, this piece of shit did this. Uh, Mitt Romney is a humongous piece of shit. Uh, always has been. Uh, Tom Tills of North Carolina. Pete Toomey of Pennsylvania. Todd Young of uh, and most of these people now I will say have an A plus rating from the NRA. Let that sink in. These people have most of these people have an A plus rating. So that just goes to show what the NRA, who gives out money to these cunt politics, um, is doing out there with their supposed good work. Because next story we're about to get into. And um, these politicians, you know, who claim to be supporters of the Second Amendment, and actually in that news story that I just read, um, talking about those politicians, that politician literally uh, cites that, you know, I have close rating with an array. I am gun friend. Um, well, he can go fuck off all the way because he's just a little further in every inch we give him. So uh, the next story we're going to talk about, which is a humongous, uh, if you don't follow me on social media, please, I, and I was constantly hit and refresh court website. Uh, and if you, again, you live under a rock is something that you know about, but what it is, it is the New York pistol rifle association Bruin. So uh, this was a United States Supreme court ruling called six, three in favor. And what happened uh, is there was two gentlemen from the state of New York that applied field carry permit. The state of New York, one of seven states left that are may issue versus shall issue uh, the New York state field carry permit. And what the may issue states is that, hey, we may give you one. Now, in shall issue is states where you have to have a reason why you field carry permit. Uh, that reason, person, uh, that that they have basically in the main reason if you have a protection order against you you have been mentally adjudicated uh defective uh you've been involuntarily committed for more than three days uh or you are a felon or those are not now there are uh some other requirements uh like texas before it became a constitutional carry state for their concealed carry you have so many hours training um but in this particular case, uh, New York Pistol Rifles, which does associate themselves with the NRA, which is why the NRA is claiming for them, um, but it, it is not, in fact, a whole, and they are name only. Uh, they took this to all the way to the Supreme Court, and this was something that we have been covering basically since we started this, because uh, at first um, there was a case city, and New York City revoked their... Uh, law on this just because they didn't want this to be really fuck up their whole uh, so they had to restart it all over again uh, Supreme Court heard it they ruled in favor saying that the Second Amendment applies to people uh, that applies to people in their farms outside the home now with uh, Heller and uh, that said basic people have a right to the Second Amendment in their home because there was laws on the 
but now this moved it outside the home saying that you have the right to a second amount. You have your, your second amendment right applies to you outside the home, which turn those seven states that were may issues into shall issue. And those states are just fucking crazy trying to figure out what. So New York and New Jersey and I believe it was California. No, I'm sorry. So it was New Jersey and California. Um, They have already retreated on their good cause requirement for their CCWs, which basically says, hey, you have to tell us why you want to have a concealed carry permit. And if we think it's good enough, we'll issue. And, you know, there's been numerous cases showing you know, women who have had been in relationships and threatening messages from their former domestic partners saying that they're going to do them bodily harm. Uh, you know, saying I, this is why I need a concealed carry permit. And they said, no, nope, sorry, not a good enough. Uh, but there's plenty enough celebrities or people with money uh, that were able to conceal carry because they were part of the crowd. Donate with sheriffs may be. Um, so that's what's going on. And then I'm telling you a lot of good stuff came in regards to this because, uh, it basically took away the argument that gun control activists, you know, the second amendment applies to muskets, uh, because in the Supreme court ruling itself, it said this does apply to what was just available at the time it applies to everywhere century. So th this was a humongous win for the second amendment a humongous and speaking of uh another thing this was a, another supreme court second amendment, uh victory against knives so i firmly were a part of this and uh the supreme court uh stated that this also affirmed as well so outside the home uh this is a good thing in knife rights the two pillars upon knife rights your tools essential uh which um, there is so much, I'm telling you, this huge times for us as a, uh, hopefully we can see what is I'm curious to see what's going to happen because, you know, for this particular case, you know, like I said, the Supreme court also gave very clear, incise instructions, in my opinion, for lower courts rule effectively on future second amendment cases, because, you know, the status of the Supreme court really is you no know, cases are rare and no sort of precedent. Um, but we've had a couple of cases in years that said the second amendment is right. And this case, long time for it to get in court and to get it ruled stating that, you know, Hey, this right also applies for people outside the home and you guys need to, uh, with more strict scrutiny, uh, look at the laws in regards to and stop treating it as a second class right. You need to make sure that these laws do not restrict because it is a constitutional right. It is a civil right. Anything in amendments through 10 is considered a civil right. It is considered a law, a right given from God to man that must be protected in the government. And this is something that the Supreme's opinion that the lower court on these are passed that could possibly inhibit. So, I mean, that is just huge shit. I look forward to see what this is going to happen. Now, a lot of people are going to say, well, there's still liberal federal judges out there and they're going to continue to infringe our rights. But you have to look at what's going on as well. I mean, the sec the, the Ninth Circuit, people would have never thought that the Ninth Circuit uh, would have ruled in some cases that they've done. And, and we've seen that where the Ninth Circuit has overturned uh, magazine bans. We've seen that where... You know, uh, they have ruled that the assault weapons ban is, you know, unconstitutional. So I, I think with this more, I mean, with more judges put in place that uh, would help, um, you know, more, I'm trying to phrase it, with more guidance from the Supreme Court, which is the highest court of the land, showing to these lower courts, hey, this is how you need to look at this stuff. This is going to help, them, or it should help be like, hey, we don't need to take this to the Supreme Court. Like, this is clearly on the second. Um, and with more constitutional judges, which is insane, and I have to say that every judge should rule from the Constitution, but that's clearly not the case. But with more constitutional judges being put in place, uh, we can see more, you know, cases go for the second amendment something else good that happened and kind of is still in regard to knives uh this comes to us from Amaland, uh and i'm telling you like th that those stories that i mentioned it's hard for me. Amaland recoil 
um, guns.com, uh, farms blog, CNN, Walsh. Um, anyway, there's, there was a ton of news for that. So I just want to put out, um, but this next article comes its title is Louisiana switchblade conceal key ban repeal and sign. Uh, and so, uh, before in Louisiana, we're not allowed to carry a switchblade just because of the fact that it was, you know, when this kind of stuff was signed into law, um, it was you know, very synonymous with like gangsters, other kind of bullshit. Um, but you know, a knife is you know, an automatic knife that locks and you push up. Uh, so in 2018, Knife Rights was able to repeal on switchblades, and now they that allows the concealed of such. So you know, we I'm gonna push you know, FPC, FPF, uh, Second Amendment Foundation, uh, GOA and knife rights you know all those organizations right there if you're looking for a home to become a member for a second amendment rights organization or to donate money if you have some expendable money or uh you know uh a lot of times you know people like on birthdays or i'm going to tell you like when i pass away my funeral want people or knife rights because to me those are not. so if you're looking for organization to help uh kind of Next article also comes to us from Emiland, and its title is "Hit Some Advertisement Is Pissing Off." Fix your shit. Um, the title is Second Boujadine Member Sentenced to Prison Conspiring Material Support to Hamas." This is pretty crazy. Uh, just a weird news article that I wanted to throw out there. Uh, these fucking boys look like Chad and Brian. Expected them as fucking Bouja. Um, they're both from North Carolina and they've been charged by the Justice Department from pro providing material support to Hamas with a designated terrorist. Yeah, I wouldn't expect these two. And so anyway, they met with a uh, confidential source, I uh, believe was uh, they were opposed assisting Hamas as of the Boogaloo Boys. Uh, and throughout the course of the conspiracy, uh, the indicating this source from the Department of uh, and basically kind of entrapped them. And, and what really happened was um, during uh, they proposed manufacturing suppressors, traceable firearms, and fully automatic firearms for Hamas. They purchased a drill press for the purpose of manufacturing stuff, and they delivered five suppressors uh, to the source. So crazy shit. Uh, just like I said, something something else uh, that I thought was particularly weird, and this is from Gat Daily. Uh, title of it is New York Body Armor Law Forgot of the Buffalo Shooters Body Armor. So this is pretty wild. So you know we talked about the Buffalo Shooter and how he had body armor. And since then, New York has passed a law making particular types of body armor. Um, and in the listing of types of body armor that were legal, they specifically forgot to put body armor. The Buffalo. So again, this just goes to show that these politicians, um, they are not wanting to stop bad things from happening. All they're trying freedoms of constituents. Uh, in this particular last article. Uh, which is about guns, and this comes just from the Wall Street Journal, and I thought this was an opinion piece from, uh, and its title is More Legal Guns from in Brazil. In Brazil, So, homicides fell 34% in Bolsonaro, 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 um, made farm, after farms were made cheaper and permit, uh, so this occurred in 2018. You know, I just think that's hilarious that uh, this article pieces that uh, published opinion that in Brazil, which is a very dangerous country. Uh, I remember when the Olympics were there, stories of tried to the people like videos and pictures, of people being robbed. Uh, just who would have thunk it? Introducing citizens lowered the homicide there. I'm pretty sure that it also probably lowered the crime rate altogether. Theft, robbery of stuff. But it's significantly lowered. With that, let's go ahead and start getting into the Gun Gear news interviews. And some pretty interesting things to talk about in the gun gear new views uh this go around so the first thing that we're going to talk about uh this comes to us from recoil.com uh, and it's the first look at the cmmg descent now what the cmg cmmg descent is is a new ar pistol 
it is a uh, bufferless pistol, but is also still direct impingement. So that is what's pretty interesting in regards to this. Um, the descent comes with a five and a half inch free floating rail with a six and a half inch barrel design. Uh, it is going to be offered in 5.56, 300 blackout, and this is interesting, 5.7 uh, by 28, so 5.7. So I'm telling you, 5.7 is, is an interesting little cartridge. I'm not a huge fan ballistically of it, um, but I, I'm, a, I'm very you know very interested in the cartridge myself. I've actually been very interested in it before. Uh, I've always been in 5.7, just the fact that before a lot of extended magazines you, know, you know the most bullets you could fit was 17 uh and at the time i was a glock 20 it was 15 the fact that having 20 rounds uh was pretty interesting but this thing right here uh it comes in at only 4.6 pounds with an overall link without a brace or stock of 14.7 uh it is a very in farm it has a picatinny rail at the rear to where it looks like you can add a folding brace to it um, and does not have a particular website and see if it has RP on it yet. MSRP is around two grand. So that's not terrible. Um, it is not great, but it is not terrible. And I wonder if they're five, seven to have P90, six, something like, um, to have a on their website. So I do not know if it's going to use, um, but I don't see what fact that with any mags more rounds than say a pistol magazine um see uh caltech incorporate p90 magazine five seven pistol so you wouldn't be able to do it that's uh next thing comes to us from recoil and i just wanted to throw this out here just because uh especially in fucking alabama uh it gets hot as fuck it is always humid i mean humidity is always over 50 percent um, so I have myself a dehumidifier and this is an article about the best humidifiers for your guns. Uh, so obviously there's the goldenrod dehumidifier, which is kind of like the gold standard. Um, but you know, it has to be plugged in, which may not be in a bit for everybody. Uh, there's the peat safekeeping dryer, which is something, uh, it almost looks like a, a, a boot, uh, dryer. If you're familiar with what those are. Uh, it's a base with a tube coming out of it, um, but again, it also has to be plugged in. Uh, the Lockdown Compact Air uh, Auto Dehumidifier, um, which is doesn't appear to be you got to plug in, which is nice. Uh, this is what I have: the EvaDry Renewable Dehumidifier. Uh, this thing has been around for over five years, and you know it works really well for me. Uh, I just go in there about maybe every quarter, you know. Go in there, look at it, see if it needs to be plugged in, um, because this doesn't have to be plugged in to work, but what happens is the beads get in color when they've absorbed enough moisture. You plug it in, it dries it out, the beads change back to the original color, and your gun's safe and it's good to go. Uh, the Hornady Dehumidifier Canister. Uh, now, this is something uh, that there's several of these out there, uh, but basically it's just a silica gel canister and then uh and this is something that you'll have to replace every so often. um so that, that's a good thing to do like i said especially if you are in uh next thing is kalashnikov usa commander 12 gauge so kalashnikov usa is producing on 12 gauge which i'm happy about because uh with the stupid fucking uh import bans you cannot import a lot of made shotguns anymore um so it is a little different than, say, like a Sega. Uh, it doesn't look like you'll be able to use a Sega mag on this. Uh, but the MSRP is $929. Uh, not bad looking. Uh, I'd be interested to see what the aftermarket looks like this. I mean, it already comes uh, M-Lock handguard. Um, you can use uh, M4 style um, stocks on this type of stuff. But it looks like it's only a five-round magazine. On my particular shotgun, I like to have at least a 10-round magazine in there. Uh, this next one comes from the Firearm Blog. It is about the newly imported French FRF2 sniper rifles, which are now available in the U.S. This thing is pretty fucking cool. I kind of get a uh, hard-on for Milserp rifles. I have a ton of Milserp rifles. Um, this particular gun uh, comes 
chambered for 762 by 51 so it's not like a milsurp gun that you get that uh, is in a weird caliber that you won't be able to shoot a whole bunch because that caliber is hard to find um, and it is just an honest interesting looking rifle um, it is a rifle that was used up until it was first pressed into service in 1986 uh, and it was up used in service all the way up into the global wear on terror uh, some are still using uh, it weighs 11 pounds all that kind of stuff but you can get these from Euro optic for a cool eight grand um yeah for eight grand i'm not really into it but it is a cool rifle if i had you know fuck you money i would definitely get this something else that's come out this is from the firearms blog is the new harvey d primer universal handheld prime deprimer now i love handheld deprimers i love anything handheld uh just because reloading is very fucking time consuming um and i really like to like have a assembly line what i do is like i have two buckets one bucket full of empty brass cleaned uh, or right before I put it in the cleaning uh, and then I will like sit on my couch or sit on my recliner you know stick uh, around in the handy primer deprime it you know toss the uh, the deprimed shell empty bucket and just keep doing that until the used primers fill up the deprimer and then I'll dump the the old spent primers to the trash can you know same thing with priming you know got a, I got a hand primer do the same thing, uh, you know, or like, you know, same thing. Like I'll sit there and for once that bucket's full and they're all deprimed, I'll take a pocket primer cleaner, you know, clean all the pocket primers, put them in the newly empty, you know, bucket. Then once that's done, start working on priming. I love this kind of shit. You know, a little bit uh, less uh, tenuous, I will say, to do that. So that's something. Uh, and it's very cool, you know, very simple, very easy to use. And this particular bad boy, uh, it comes in right around 70, which isn't too bad. Uh, it looks very sh Next thing uh, comes just from Tactical Life, FN 5.7 MRD, optics ready and chambered in 5.7. So FN has released a new gun in the 5.7. And I'm, I'm telling you, I think 5.7 is kind of like the new cartridge that, that's up and coming. Um, I know when uh, FN came out with it it wasn't too particularly popular um and then for it and then you had a couple of ammunition manufacturers pick up 57 and it became more popular and but now you see like PSA Ruger um CMMG Keltec uh now FN's releasing a new model in 57 uh, I'm seeing a lot of 57s out there and I think this is really cool uh with the FN 57 uh you know it's it was kind of like the first of its kind, the original one, um, there wasn't a whole lot to do with it. But now, like, you know, with guns, there's optic ready and, and so much more shit that goes into a handgun than when the original 5.7 was released. Uh, so this particular gun, it's optic ready. It's got some very deep slide cuts. Looks like it comes with suppressor height sights. Um, all that groovy shit looks really cool. 4.8 inch barrel. Uh, it's, you know, it's more lower recoil, all that good stuff. It's very 509-ish. Uh, it comes with a 20-round magazine. Um, comes with two 20-round magazines, actually. And let's see what the MSRP on it on their website. If, um, MSRP on this. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the gun culture segment and start wrapping up the show. All right, in this week's gun culture segment, we're going to talk about something I'm very excited about just because I have read several of the books in the series, and now it is being made into a TV show on Prime. And that's the terminal list. So uh, what is going on is actually, and this particular article actually is about this particular series. And s since technically the series has not even been released yet, uh, it comes out this Friday. Uh, pretty much everybody has Prime. Uh, so I recommend that you watch this. I think this is going to be a great series because the books are amazing. I'll kind of give you kind of a breakdown after this article. But 5.11 Tactical and Prime Video uh, are commemorating the release of the terminal list. 
by making a donation to the National Navy UDT Seal Museum in combination with a limited edition 511 hoodie that they're that they're releasing uh, specifically for this. And so what the terminal list is, the terminal list is about a uh, Navy SEAL, and it is actually written by a Navy SEAL, Jack Carr. So it's not like uh, some, you know, dude in his basement, his mom's basement that plays Call of Duty. This, this is actually written by somebody that's gone act there and actually done cool guy shit. Um, so it is about uh, Reese, a Navy SEAL who is, uh, his team is al like almost completely obliterated. Uh, while deployed and there is nefarious people in the government that conspired for this to happen to his navy seal team which he finds out and he enlists the help of his former seal now cia buddy uh to help find those who did this to his family and it is a very i'm not going to give away too many spoilers because uh, i think once you find out you know watch a, a, an episode two of it on prime video I think you're going to be really into it. Um, now, Jack Carr is a gun guy. I mean, you know, being a Navy SEAL doesn't make you automatically. But uh, he is a gun guy. Uh, there was a lot of good technical details in the book about uh, firearms and tactics and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and Chris Pratt is going to play Reese, who is the Navy SEAL in story. And, uh, you know, Jack Carr has gone on to a bunch of different other podcasts uh, to publicize, you know, the upcoming release of this new series. And, you know, Chris Pratt seems like a really good dude in Hollywood. Um, you know, a lot of people in Hollywood, you just rather them kind of shut the fuck up because they, you know, at least for me, they kind of ruin certain um, about the characters they play because when you have big a cunts they are. Uh, but, you know, Chris Pratt seems like a really good dude. And uh, Jack Carr and Chris Pratt um, have actually been given a lot of license to do stuff from the book into the series. So it's, it, I believe, from everything that's being told in the interviews by Jack Carr for this new series coming, I think that the series is going to stay pretty true with the book. Um, so I'm look, I am very fucking fortunate, uh, this particular book or this series. And if you haven't already check out, uh, list series on audible books, a million, your local library, uh, wherever, uh, if you like to, you know, I like to, uh, honestly, I like to read the book after I watch the show or movie about it. I know that fucks up a lot of people when I tell them that, but just because I like to see how, uh, cause sometimes I think characters on, uh, play the really well. And that, so like whenever I'm reading the book, like I just imagine the actor, uh, doing it um, sometimes I completely, and then it runs the movie for me, but you know, like Starship Troopers, the movie and absolutely the book, but still, uh, the movie is so much from the book that, uh, it's still good on its own. So that, that's just kind of what I like to do. Um, but check out Terminal List. It's coming on Prime Video this Friday. Uh, episode is real. With that, let's go ahead and start wrapping up the show. Like laser Northside Gang. Now I'm from the Northside Plains. Multiplays. Now I like the Fortnite Gang. Scroll a porn site when I'm courtside. Honestly, it's more of my thing. Marijuana smoke in the porch light. Porch light swing like four or five chains. I'm Ric Flair with the hair slick back, baby fat, undercover six pack, lift that, stack money tall, so tall, in fact. If well, ladies and gentlemen, I greatly appreciate you for listening to an episode of the 2A Lifestyle. I know it's been a long time. I greatly apologize. Life has just been in the fucking way. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you, uh, I have been to a firearms training course since the last time. Um, I will probably talk more about that on the next episode, but I really wanted to get out all the stuff that I missed over the last month, uh, and go ahead and put it out on the podcast. And, uh, you know, without getting too long, uh, it's almost 11 o'clock here. I got to go to work tomorrow, so I'm going to be tired as fuck. So I didn't want this podcast to train on too long, uh, drag on too long. And then also I have another farms class I'm taking July. Uh, so maybe I might talk about both in once and just kind of talk about differences, things picked up. All that kind of stuff. And then just also the importance of, of training with your firearm. So uh, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening. So that way you can keep up with that. 
If you can, please leave us a review. That is the best way for people to find us when they're new gun-related content. Check out our social medias, Everywhere 2A Lifestyle, and please check out our Patreon. Anything you guys give us, it goes directly back into this podcast to make a better product, uh, and we greatly appreciate it. So with that, I hope you enjoyed the show. Stay tuned for another one. I promise you it's not going to be another month. Uh, I'm actually, you know, once I get this set up and especially get live video going, um, I am planning on going to a weekly podcast, so be looking forward for that. Uh, and until then, just keep on enjoying the 2A lifestyle. I'm still pumping, larger than in my arm, B, I feel something. All right, my poker face still bluffing. Cousin, for your any of feel coming. House of cards, they see him trying to build something. They paying off, but this arm still from him. Chill, young and smash, dug in with ill will. And any problem I can't solve, then ill will. Yak down and kill a hill, the skill build. Five point arm and your heart gone, the skill build. Well, I see-